politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. We're at a time of great sadness in our country. 60,000 people have died, more than 60,000, from the coronavirus. This president has one priority, and that is the safety and the well-being of American lives. The Senate will come to order. The month of May begins with the full Senate returning to Washington for the first time in a month. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi pointed to the rising death toll from COVID-19, and the new White House Press Secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, held the first regular briefing from the White House in more than a year. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and May could be a pivotal month related to the coronavirus as more than 30 states gradually begin reopening plans. Here in Washington, COVID-19 cases keep rising, which has caused some Democratic senators to question the decision of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to have lawmakers return. But McConnell has made it clear he thinks senators have a duty to be here at the Capitol and do their jobs. My view is we ought to bring everybody back, have full participation. What I hope we're going to see is these beginning steps to open up the economy. As the Senate returns into session, the debate is already well underway over what will be included in the next major piece of legislation. The House will not yet be in session on the advice of the Capitol physician for its 430 members. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has set out a goal of close to a trillion dollars for state, county, and municipal governments. She and Democrats say the funding is needed to make sure workers on the front lines don't get laid off during the crisis. So much of how we function in meeting the needs of the people depends on state and local governments having the resources. Some of these people, these heroes, are risking their lives to save other people's lives, and now they risk losing their jobs because what the states have localities had to spend makes it unsustainable not to have layoffs. But the Senate isn't going to dive right into the funding for CARES Act II. Majority Leader McConnell says he's open to discussing funding for the states, but he tells Fox News it shouldn't be an effective blank check for state governments. We're not interested in borrowing money from future generations to send down to states to help them with bad decisions they've made in the past unrelated to the coronavirus epidemic. One of the proposals getting growing attention in the Senate is legislation that would guarantee the paychecks of workers slated to be furloughed or laid off. One of the co-sponsors of the Paycheck Security Act is Virginia Democratic Senator Mark Warner. I spoke to him about how it would work. I've said, let's take a time out. Let's look at what's working around the world. In many European countries, they've only had a 2% to 4% increase in unemployment because in those governments, they have decided to directly supplement payrolls, have the government through payroll processors directly pay somebody's salary so you keep the person connected to the business, they don't lose their health care. And at the end of the day, it's as cheap, if not cheaper, than the array of programs we put together. So I've laid out a, a proposal called the Paycheck Security Act that would do that. And it's been getting huge response from both left and right. Senator Bernie Sanders to the left of me has been supportive. Senator Josh Hawley, Republican senator from Missouri, very conservative, has got a very similar program. So I think there's broad-based support for this. Can we move this giant battleship of all these programs that we've put in place to support people through the pandemic? Can we move them to a new solution? Time will tell, but there's very few people that don't say, hey, gosh, we should have done this in the first place. 
The question is, can I convince folks to go ahead and now make the switch? Because clearly the economic harm that we're going to be feeling is not going to go away even when we reopen. You're a member of the Presidential Task Force on Reopening. Have there been any discussions yet? And what's your thought about what has to happen moving forward? I don't agree with Trump administration on many things, but when the president asked me to be on the task force, I was pleased to do that. We've only had one meeting uh, that consisted of an hour-long phone call. I hope the president will re-engage with this group, bipartisan group of senators. And my focus is going to be reopening. It's got to be based on data. It's got to be based on medical expertise. And we've got to dramatically increase the capacity for testing. If we can get the confidence of the workforce back to go ahead and reopen, but only if workers can go to work feeling that they're going to be tested, that they're going to know their coworkers do not have the virus, and that it's going to be a fact and data-driven decision. President Trump has encouraged states to gradually reopen to get the economy moving again. And his new White House press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, made it clear during her first formal briefing she will be a strong defender of the president. We want to give the American people confidence that they have a federal government that is doing everything in our power to provide the necessary equipment to to combat this invisible enemy. Um, We grieve for the American lives. We've said that repeatedly. I, I will echo that today. My heart breaks for those. I pray regularly for those who are affected by the coronavirus. Uh, But we're going to give confidence to the American people that you have a federal government under President Donald Trump that's going to step up and give the greatest mobilization of the private sector since World War II. Still, many governors continue to say their states have nowhere near the number of tests they need. And while a lot of progress has been made in testing, developing a treatment, and work toward a vaccine, there is still a lot of uncertainty ahead in the midst of this pandemic. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. 